Hi, I'm Edward Sree, and welcome to All Things Catholic, where real faith meets real life. What do you do when your spouse hurts you? Your spouse says something that hurts you, maybe with a certain tone of voice or a certain look. Maybe your spouse just lets you down. They weren't thoughtful. They forgot to do something. Or uh, What do you do in those moments? But these are the kinds of things that happen in all ordinary marriages. Uh, maybe you've been on the other end. Maybe you've been the one delivering those dumb things. Do you ever say something really dumb in marriage? Like, why did I say that? Well, we are in a special edition of All Things Catholic, and I'm your host, Edward Sree, and I have with me once again, my wonderful wife, Beth here. I make it a special edition. <laughs> you are very, very <laughs> special. <you>. A special <laughs> edition. <laughs> well, it's very special whenever you're here. And Aw, uh, thanks. <laughs> but uh, we're also excited. As you know, we have a brand new book that is just coming out here called The Good, the Messy, and the Beautiful, The Joys and Struggles of Real Married Life. It's with Ascension Press. You can pre-order it now at ascensionpress.com slash real marriage. It's coming out. It'll be available and shipping on July 1st. So if you are married or you hope to be married, you have someone, a friend that's getting married, this might be a good resource. Again, it's called The Good, The Messy, and The Beautiful, The Joys and Struggles of Real Married Life. And one more thing. Would you like to get a free sneak peek of the book before it even comes out? Uh, We're sending out an excerpt from the book related to the topic we're looking at today, this idea of how we respond when we feel hurt or let down by our spouse and uh, the total acceptance God is inviting us to. It's going to be sent to you if you are getting the show notes. And those show notes are free. All you need to do is text All Things Catholic to 33777. So text All Things Catholic, one word, All Things Catholic to 33777, and you will get the show notes and you'll get a free excerpt from the book before it even comes out. And our first book together. So we've been doing a little series here on married life, and we do want to talk about those things that that do come up in marriage because, because we're fallen, we're weak, we're sinful, we're going to hurt each other in marriage. And that's just reality. The question is, what happens? What do we do in those moments? What is Jesus inviting us to do? And we want to share with you a certain principle that we've learned many years ago from St. John Paul II, one of our great heroes in married life. And we want to also share a story uh, about this here. So here's the principle first, and then the fun story of yeah, the foibles of the husband here. Fun is a relative <laughs> term. Just give you that foreshadowing. Okay, but yeah, before we get to the story, here's the principle. John Paul II, I I call the principle total acceptance, that we're called to accept our spouse in those moments. This is what JP2 says. The strength of love in a marriage emerges most clearly when the beloved stumbles, when his or her weaknesses or even sins come out into the open. Let me pause there. Because like many times, like, how do I know I'm in love? Well, do I have a lot of feelings? You know, how do I feel with my spouse? That's not what JP2 says. JP2 is saying, like, the, the strength of love is not about the feelings. It's what do you do when your beloved stumbles, when their weaknesses, even sins come out? What do you do in that moment? And he goes on to say, one who truly loves does not then withdraw his love, but loves all the more. Loves in full consciousness of the other's shortcomings and faults and without in the least approving of them. Because I think the temptation is when I know this, and this, I, I still I do not live this principle out, times when I feel hurt, in those moments, I, I can withdraw my love. I'll tend to like 
maybe just react or be angry, or I can just withdraw and put a wall up in my heart. Go uh, silent. I can go silent. That happens. So those are all different things that I know I do uh, in my married life. And, and I'm being invited by Jesus and JP2, this quote here, to, to love all the more, even when I feel hurt. But what does this practically look like? Here's the fun story. Do you want me to start it? Or do you want to start? Many years ago, there <laughs> the we galaxy, were. galaxy, far, far away. <laughs> Early on in our married life, I, um, we were, I think I came home from work and I don't know, do you ever have those days where you're just not connecting with your spouse? I don't know what happened. Maybe I said something and you felt hurt and I'm like, well, I didn't mean it that way. And we're just not, the chemistry just wasn't there. And I remember we went grocery shopping and we came home and I just had a sense, this is, I just had that sense, this isn't going to end well. <laughs> it's going to, there's, there's going to be a blow up here in the horizon. I remember kind of feeling that tension. Can, that I, was can I preface this story? Okay, is yeah, that yeah, okay? This is time, because yeah. this story is in his book, The Men, Women, and the Mystery of Love, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and I have to say, it makes me crazy. <laughs> it makes me crazy because it's the one story that everybody remembers. And, and it's, Guys, I got a level with you. Like, I don't live this out. I think this was like the one time that I did this well. And it so happened to be while he was writing this book. And so therefore, this one time is immortalized forever in print in this book. Um, and, and we get to re we retell the story again in our new pain, book. <laughs> it's painful for me. It's painful. Because I just, I, I, I don't want to be on a pedestal like, oh, Beth Sree, she's got it all figured out. Beth Sree is like, no, 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 on all accounts. Like, I struggle, I fail, I go off the handle, I I just have issues. But so, <laughs> so take it with a grain of salt. It is what it is. I'm sure it was needed God gave me grace to pull it off in that moment. In the moment, and so that the, I, I don't know. I really don't. Anyway, Anyhow, so let's talk about. What I happened. just wanted to be totally <laughs> transparent on that point. Okay, Full there disclosure. we go. So here we are. We're we're in the kitchen. We're unloading the groceries. Beth's over on one side of the kitchen, and we she's had really high ceilings. So picture ten feet tall ceilings, like two layers of cabinets. Yeah, cabinets going all the way up, so double yeah. level cabinets. So, so I'm on a step stool, and the geez. cab, the cans that I'm loading in are on the counter. So it's like a big reach. So she's putting the cans up into the cabinet, and I'm over unloading other things over on the little kitchen table. And have you ever had that experience where you say something, you know, to someone you love, and and, and as soon as you say it, you wish you didn't say it that way. <laughs> it wasn't the most loving thing to say. Well, I had one of those moments. I don't remember what it was. It was I, about money. Oh, there we go. Mm -hmm. There's a theme here. <laughs> Welcome to our world. So I said something, and it wasn't like really bad, but it kind of had that tone of voice with it, you know, a little edge. And as soon as I said it, I, I knew, oh, I shouldn't have said it that way. And I regretted it. So um, what should a good husband do in those moments? You know, um, I'll tell you what I did. I just, you know, kept unloading and hoped she didn't catch the nuance. <laughs> I should have apologized right away, but I didn't do that. I'm going to, okay, I hope she didn't kind of catch what I was saying there. And and I knew that she caught what I was saying. She caught the nuance when I, I looked over and, and there was a can that she was about to put up into the cabinet. And I kind of just stayed there in midair for like a couple seconds. And then slowly that can came down to the counter. And then I remember you, you kind of leaned on the counter and took a deep breath like this. And, uh, and you're just looking down and looking a little upset. And I thought, oh no, I'm dead. 
I am so dead. <laughs> and oh, then uh, what happened in that moment? And remember? then I, I said, you didn't really mean that, did you? <laughs> and, and that was a real beautiful moment. So she said, she, you looked at me with a pretty, a pretty serious look, though, <laughs> but kind of like a smile, but a stern smile. <laughs> like, you didn't mean that really, did you? Uh, I don't think I was smiling that much. No, no. There was like a like that, like that kind of like when you, you smile, and but you're still mad kind of smile. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like that's there's actually worse than just the mad Remind face. me when I make that face again. I'm so curious what that looks like. Oh, man. That's like, I'm in big trouble. Okay. Anyway. So, but but I think in that moment you beautifully lived out what JP2 is talking about. In other words, you you said something like you you called me on what I was doing. You know, you didn't just ignore it, but you did. But you called me on it in a way that you kind of knew I I probably was already feeling a little bad about what I said, and you, you know that I recognized what I was doing was wrong, and it gave me ch- a chance, the freedom to just say. I'm sorry. Like, I, in other words, you you didn't attack. You know, you, which is one big response, right? Some, which you, is often the response. To be honest. <laughs> you know, you can say, "Why are you talking that way to me?" You know, and 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 fight back, right? And that, as you know, for those of you that are married, that usually works really well. That makes the other person immediately apologize. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you right? Yeah, we, that would have just escalated things. You know, I would have been more defensive and said, "Well, you started or whatever." I don't even remember what it was all about, but, but. That's one response. The other response is to what JP2 said, is to withdraw love. You know, that's where, you know, we, we could have just pulled back. You know, like when I ask audiences, when I, I tell the story, like I say, what's the worst thing she could have done? So somebody somebody might say she could have thrown the can at you. <laughs> but, um, but Not the, my style. That's not my style. The worst thing, though, <laughs> that could have been was silence, right? I mean, you could have just gone into silent mode. You know, and just withdrawn, you know, just went upstairs and just didn't want to talk to me. And, and you know, that would be understandable. But you didn't do that. You called me on it. You also didn't just pretend it was like not a big deal. You know, oh, could you just say more dumb things, honey? <laughs> you know, you know, you, you, did, you, you didn't ignore the issue. You know, you called me on it. And by saying, you know, you didn't mean that, did you? You, you didn't judge my intention. I think that was the key. You didn't judge my heart. I did something that was wrong. I shouldn't have said that. And I shouldn't have said it with that tone of voice. But on my end, I felt free to be able to, you know, just admit it and just say, I'm sorry. So the idea we're getting at here, um, I think for us, is summed up in three words. And it's assume positive intent. Some people might say, give the benefit of the doubt. I think assume positive intent gets at it more clearly, you know, because we can look at these things when they happen. And it's so easy to see something negative, something that hurts us, and then to create this whole narrative of suspicion of, oh, well, he saw this, or he's thinking this, and he wants to hurt me here, or whatever it is. So easy to slip into that. But instead, take a step back and realize, okay, I bet there's some reasoning behind him saying this or doing this hurtful thing. I'm going to just imagine that kind of scenario and then call him on it or ask about it. Get curious about it instead of just knives out and you're going for the jugular (laughs) um, when you're offended. Obviously, that's an exaggeration. We've been reading Pride and Prejudice in our home lately. Our high school daughter's reading it. Ted's listening to it. Jane Austen. I love Jane Austen. But there's a character in Pride and Prejudice, Jane Bennett, who I think exemplifies this principle 
almost to the extreme. So she's always per giving people reasons for their behavior and she's always giving them like the best motives possible. Oh, well, we don't want to make this guy feel bad. Maybe he's trying to start his life over again. Or, oh, maybe this guy's sisters aren't really as horrible as you think they are. Maybe they just really love their brother and they mean to put me on my guard against because they think their brother's going to go for some other girl or whatever it is. If you know Jane Austen, you know what I mean. Um, but Jane Bennett, I think, I whenever I need to pull this out, I'm, I I get my Jane Bennett on and I just think, okay, well, how would Jane approach this? And then it becomes more clear again in the novel. She takes it kind of to the extreme yeah, where she's naive, but, but, but in it, these it, moments, it, it's good to have, right. That. It's good to, to, to think of a scenario of how it is put together, what it looks like. Yeah. And we all have moments when we, we don't, we're, we're not giving our best, you know, maybe we're tired, maybe we're hungry, Maybe where would we call it hangry? Hangry, that's a thing. <laughs> you know, and and in those moments, that that's not really your spouse at the at the perfect moment, is it? Not at all. So there's um, I think it's Alice von Hildebrand was quoted by Kimberly Hahn when I heard this. It's a brilliant analogy. If you remember way back in the day before cell phones, when people actually took pictures with cameras <laughs> with film and you didn't have the benefit of seeing what the the picture looked like immediately you'd go you take the pictures you get them developed you bring them back and inevitably there's a handful of pictures in the batch where somebody's not looking or somebody didn't know you were going to take the picture and they make this weird face or you know they're not smiling they had just stopped to smile they're blinking whatever it is but there's a phrase that comes up and when you would see this picture and be like, oh, it doesn't do him justice. It doesn't do him justice. Because in that moment, you know the person and you know what they normally look like and you know what their smile looks like. You know what their joy feels like. You know the sound of their voice. And this picture doesn't match that. This picture is giving a very narrow view of the person that you know as a whole. And so you can see this this particular image and say, yeah, it's him, but it's not him. It's not him at all because this person is so much bigger and better and there's so much more to this person. So we can take that, that phrase, it doesn't do him justice when our spouse is off, when our spouse is grumpy, when our spouse is needing a nap, when our spouse is irritated about something at work maybe and bringing it into the home. We can say it doesn't do him justice. Again, we're not excusing it forever and ever. It's maybe something we need to bring to their attention in a kind, loving way when they're not in this space where they can't receive it. But for us, because remember, again, you can only control yourself, really. We need to frame it in a way where we're still free to love our spouse and still free to see the goodness that is inherent in their dignity and who they are. Yeah. I've heard you also say that it's really helpful to like have kind of like just in your mind, the things you appreciate about your spouse, like kind of like a ticker tape, like at the bottom of the TV screen when it's giving all the other like, sports like news scores. items or sports <laughs> scores. Yeah. <laughs> so it's important to, especially when you're in a good space with your spouse to even write down the things that you're grateful for, that you appreciate. Um, so that when those moments of frustration and annoyance come, you have something to fall back on that you can remember, oh, that's right. He is like this and he is like this and he does exhibit this and he did do this for me. And it's just important to have access to those things so that when we feel the the dark cloud come over, 
that we have some truth that we can grasp onto that can buoy us up. Yeah. So, because those dark times, those little clouds of marriage, they're, they're, they're always going to be there. So you want, it's like almost having like a little flashlight <laughs> with you. Yeah, there you go. To just, if you're, if you're regularly telling your spouse things that you appreciate about him or her, you tell God the things you appreciate about your spouse, you're thankful. You're just keeping that in your mind. Those are like great arrows that you can point at those dark clouds. Like when they come to say, okay, yeah, what my spouse is doing is wrong right now. So, but, it, but the, I'm not catching them at the best moment. It's not like the accurate picture, if you will. I'm going to try to assume positive intent here. You know, those are, those are great ways to help us to live this principle. But the idea of total acceptance you know, in those moments, what is the temptation when your spouse lets you down, your spouse hurts you, your spouse says something, you know, has that tone of voice, you know, those things are going to happen in a marriage. What do we do in those moments? JP2 says that the temptation is going to be to withdraw our love, to, to get angry, to yell or to pull back or to just build up a wall, to go silent mode, to build up resentment. And and that's that the devil loves that. The devil will use the weakness of your spouse. He will use the weakness of your spouse. He will use, you know, you're noticing the weakness. He'll, he's the one shining big lights on that so that you notice it, you get frustrated with it, you get discouraged, you fall in despair. He's never going to change. She's always going to be like this. The devil's going to use that to, to withdraw your love, to build up walls in your marriage, to divide the heart of husband and wife. So going after, you know, this idea of, well, I'm still going to love this person. Uh, no matter what they've done, uh, is really important. Now, I want to be clear. One one other thing here is, again, there's some extreme things that can happen in a marriage. Again, there could be infidelity, there could be alcoholism, addiction, there could be um, abuse. You know, those are different categories. We still have to love and affirm the person, but that needs a more serious addressing. I'm talking about the the normal crud <laughs> that just comes up in daily, ordinary daily life. So, in summary, here, I think we want to take them to what are the three things we just looked at. If we want to live out. JP B2's principle of total acceptance of our spouse. Three things to do. Have that Jane Bennett attitude from Pride and Prejudice of just assume positive intent. Don't assume that they're just trying to, you know, they woke up on Monday morning and said, how can I really frustrate my spouse today? <laughs> you know, assume that maybe, okay, there's other stuff going on. They didn't realize what they were doing. I mean, that's what Jesus does, right? He says, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. And how often in marriage do we do things and say things and forget things that we don't realize what we're really doing in marriage and yet we're called to forgive? Second thing is to remember that it doesn't do them justice. You know, we might be just be catching them at, at this bad moment. That's like that bad picture. Oh yeah, I, I, that picture didn't turn out great. I just caught them at a bad moment here. Uh, third thing is to have that ticker tape in your head of the things you're thankful for in your spouse. And then in closing, We'll talk about what, you know, the most important thing to do. Maybe we'll do a whole other episode on this, but is the spouse has spouses have to reconcile in those moments. Like on that night, you know, when you didn't throw the can at me and you didn't just hide or go into silent mode or yell at me when you called me on it and said, you, you didn't mean that, did you? I, again, I remember just feeling so free to just quickly, immediately just say, yes, I'm sorry. I, sh I, I just knew when I said I shouldn't have said it that way. And, and I get it out and to own it and say, I am sorry. And then on your end, to be able to forgive, you know, and, and to be able to say right away, I forgive you, not to hold it over the other person. And even the saying of I forgive you is, is healing, isn't it? 
So early on in our marriage, I realized there are a lot of times, more often than not, I just didn't feel like saying I forgive you because I just didn't feel like forgiving. I was more comfortable staying mad and frustrated and having something over my husband's head. But I, somehow I figured out it just needed to be said. And I needed to make an act of the will and to forgive my spouse. And once I started doing that more regularly, especially when I didn't feel it, just saying those three words somehow were a release. And once I said it, the feelings followed. And I actually felt kinder and softer and more forgiving towards my husband. It, I can't tell you how strange of a thing it was to my, you know, 24-year-old mind at the time. Um, but just saying those words and planting the flag and making an act of the will is powerful. And it, that in itself can affect a change. Yes. So the act of the will. So sometimes people think, well, I have to be authentic. And so since I don't feel forgiveness, I'm not going to say I forgive you. No, no. Actually, you know, when you actually make the act of the will, because that's what love is. St. Therese says real love. And she's talking about this in the convent when you have to forgive people. But I think it, it applies same in marriage. Real love is rising above those feelings. I might be angry. I might feel hurt. I may feel whatever it is. Uh, I rise above that. And, I, and if the other person said sorry, then this is, they were sincerely sorrowful over what they did. And then to actually speak the words, I forgive you, is an act of the will, and it, it's, it's established forgiveness. And there is the freedom that comes then uh, resulting from that, and the feelings will follow eventually. So, so many other things we'd love to chat about. So all that we've been sharing is from our new book that is coming out here called The Good, the Messy, and the Beautiful, The Joys and Struggles of Real Married Life. And you can pre-order it now at ascensionpress.com slash realmarriage. That's ascensionpress.com slash realmarriage. And this book is you know, for those of you who are married, you, and you've experienced these real moments in married life. If you're looking for uh, a great pathway to encounter Jesus more and, and, and practical ways to live married life better, uh, you can check out this book. If if you have friends that are getting married, this book is for them as well. So whether you're single, you're getting married, you're married, you've been married and had kids for 10, 20 years, it's that whole gamut there. Uh, you can get it again at ascensionpress.com slash realmarriage. Pre-order now, and it'll be shipped July 1st. And don't forget, if you want to get a free sneak peek of the book before it comes out, you can get it right now in your inbox. All you need to do is get the show notes, and you do that by texting all things Catholic to 33777. And you will get our show notes in your inbox. And in the show notes, you're going to have free excerpts from our new book on marriage, and especially related to the topic we looked at today about total acceptance in marriage when we feel hurt, we feel let down, the beautiful work God wants to do in our souls in that moment. And if you want to connect with my wife, Beth, you can find her at... Instagram is probably the best place. I'm at Mrs. Beth Sree. And you can find me as well on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Thanks for listening and God bless. 